Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 72. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another episode. I am so happy that you're here. Another great episode per usual. Like that's the use around here. Every episode is really good, if I do say so myself. And today's guest has not only a really cool name, uh, last name, I love her last name, but um, also she's got some really cool information to share with us. So Jenny Melrose is coming up in just a little bit. She's going to talk about influencer entrepreneurs, which is actually the name of her her podcast and her book. And, and she has such really cool stuff to talk about on that topic and also about blogging. Um, she's honestly like, I just love her. Like I feel like I've made a new best friend. So that talk is coming up in just a few minutes. First, I want to remind you, please, please, if you're listening to the show on iTunes, please rate and review the show. We love a five-star rating. And if you would write just a sentence or two in the review, that would be so incredibly helpful. If you listen to the show on a platform that does not have that sort of like rating and reviewing situation, you can just review the show on the Facebook page. That would be awesome. Just search Social Sunshine Podcast on Facebook and leave a review there. Another way you can help spread the word about the show is by taking a screenshot right now on your phone, like just right now. Yeah. So like pull it up. You can see my little face with the sunshine thing and I'm smiling, right? Okay. Take a screenshot of that and then share the screenshot in your Instagram stories and say what you love about this episode and tag us, tag the show and tag me. So the show on Instagram is at the social sunshine podcast. And I am at Brittany Crossan. Please give us a tag, share that. We really appreciate you spreading the word. Thousands of you listen to the show right now, and I cannot wait until the day that we can say millions of you are listening to the show. And we can do that together, me and you. Okay, next up, I want to remind you that my membership, Small Biz Social Society, is opening back up for enrollment soon. It's opening back up on March 22nd. I'm super stoked about this. It, the, the enrollment was closed for a little bit so I could focus on the members that are in there and nurture them and just spend time helping them. And now we are getting geared back up to open enrollment. It will only be open for a short period of time. The Small Biz Social Society, if you're not familiar, is a monthly membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to really amp up their social media marketing and their content creation game, right? So if you really want that ongoing help month after month after month at an affordable price. So if you hire full full on services like what I offer in my company, Fun Love Media, you know, that can be thousands of dollars a month for full service help. But the membership, you do the work yourself, but you have me and my 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 supporters there helping you along the way. So I do at least one live training every single month. I have an awesome guest speaker every single month. We are just starting 
monthly business chat power hours where we have a Zoom call together for an hour and we just chat it out and do our thing and help each other and I'll answer questions. We have a member spotlight every single month. So a member gets to actually do a 30-minute one-on-one call with me on video that is shared with the whole group so everybody gets to watch. Um, And there's tons of other goodies included. So this is like, this is good for you if you like, cause my specialties are, let me make this clear. I, I am best at content creation, the creative side of things, coming up with ideas for content and things that I feel like are going to get engagement that are going to be impactful, especially if you want to make a difference in the world, you want to really impact lives, or if you want to spread some sort of goodness, if you want to, um, you know, really work on authenticity, being yourself, creating that real, uh, solid personal brand on social media and, having that support and love along the way, along with, of course, all of the skills and the training and everything like that. This is for you. All right. So you don't want to miss this um, because when enrollment opens up, it's only going to be open for a short time. So if, to stay up to date, just join my email list, um, which is uh, just go to brittanycrossoncom slash join email. And my name is spelled B-R-I-T-N-E-Y-C-R-O-S-S-O-N.com slash join email so you can stay up to date and you can definitely get enrolled. You do not want to miss that. Okay, moving on. I am going to answer some questions before we get into the chat with Jenny. So recently on Instagram, I asked you for your questions. Um, I like to do this every once in a while and just answer um, questions from from you guys in the audience of what you what you're needing help with when it comes to you know social media marketing, content creation, personal branding. So I have a lot of questions. I'm going to address as many as I can here in the next few minutes. Um, so here we go. Okay, the first question is: How many times per week should we post for our small business? Okay. That is a podcast topic in itself. I'm going to do my best to answer it um, briefly, uh, efficiently, and thoroughly. The amount of times that a business posts on social media depend upon quite a few factors, um, you know, a few main things. It depends upon what your goals are, first of all, with social media, because there are different goals. Some businesses have just, you know, maybe social media isn't necessarily um, something they're relying heavily on for, for growth or new sales at the moment, but they want to make sure and have a um, solid presence there so that they don't have a dormant, you know, account where it hasn't been posted in four months and, and they just want to have that solid presence and kind of just be in this, like what I call maintenance mode, you know, in that case, I usually suggest, um, three posts a week. Um, I, I rarely have, I suggested less than three posts a week, to anyone ever. Um, I, I'm not saying that those situations don't exist because I do think that they exist. Um, I, I think that there's always exceptions. There's always interesting business situations. So sure, those those exist. But most businesses, I would say three times a week is a good solid amount of times. Now, I am also a big believer in sharing a large volume of content frequently Um if you are in growth mode, you know, I can't, 
I can't express enough how beneficial it can be to your business. If you are really wanting to rely on social media for a lot of help with the growth of your business. Now, by the way, your business behind the scenes needs to be solid. Okay. Social media isn't going to magically transform your business, but it's going to be a great tool to help you grow your business and, and raise awareness and get in front of, um, audience members. So make sure your business is solid, you know, behind the scenes and you've got everything okay and organized, you know what you're doing, but man, if you want to grow with social media and you really want to go for it, I highly recommend sharing more than three times per week, um, as many times per week as you want to really, as long as you can sustain it and you can make sure that the the content you're sharing is quality. Um, meaning that you're not like just throwing some shit together, you know, really quick just so that you can have a post that day, you know, like it needs to be thought out a little bit. (laughs) You don't have to plan weeks in advance, but like, you know, be thoughtful about your content, about what you're making and sharing. Make sure it's relevant to your business and your brand. Make sure you're doing a good job. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, you want to, you know, you want to do your best and try your best. And if you want to share every single day of the week and it's something you can sustain, then you are probably going to grow, grow faster than someone that doesn't. Okay. So that's how you kind of choose how many posts per week you should be um, sharing for your business. And if you want further insight on that, you know, feel free to message me on Instagram anytime and I will do my best to help you. Okay. Um, we're going to do two more questions. The next one is, um, how do I know what platform I should use? Okay. This is, this is such a good question. This is, um, this is something I actually teach on actually in the membership, which I was talking about earlier. Um, there's a whole like little mini course included in the membership and it has a whole section about how to choose which platform when it comes to Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, and pretty soon, you know, we're really going to be considering uh, TikTok to be, you know, a major player in that as well. But so how you know what platform you should use is really about a couple of things. One, it is about where you think your audience is. I mean, that's what you're going to hear from most people like me that that are online marketing professionals. Most of them are going to say, where's your audience? Go to where your audience is. So like if your audience is maybe a little bit younger, then maybe it's Instagram. If they're maybe a little bit older, maybe it's Facebook. I mean, not like old, old and not young, young, but just, you know, a little bit. Um, if they're more professional vibes, um, you know, maybe it's more LinkedIn. So, so you've got these different types of platforms, but you also need to consider, yes, you want to consider where you think your target audience is, but also consider the types of content you want to create and what goes with your business. Well, you need to take that into consideration. Of course you want to be where your people are, but like, if you cannot even imagine doing like, say, oh gosh, let me get, think of an example. Like if, if Instagram is just like to you, it seems like hell, like, oh my God, not only are my customers probably not on there as much as other platforms, but I also don't want to do tons and tons and tons of video. I don't want to do tons and tons of visuals and photos and well, maybe Instagram isn't for you because it's a visual platform. You see what I'm saying? So you really need to take into consideration what type of content works for you as far as creating and then where your people are at. Um, okay. And then the last question I'm going to answer before we move on to my chat with Jenny is, um, 
Ooh, I like this one. What should I make reels about? Instagram reels. Okay. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I love Instagram reels so much. Um, (laughs) I have so much fun creating those videos and I've had a lot of fun teaching others how to do the same, um, on clubhouse, on Instagram, uh, in my membership, wherever I'm talking about Instagram reels a lot. So if you want to know what you should make reels about, well, it, okay. It needs to be, I mean, assuming that you're using, using it to, for, for business purposes, let's just go ahead and make that assumption. Um, you make your reels about whatever your brand is about. Okay. So for example, um, okay, let me use myself as an example. So in my personal brand on Instagram, my account is my personal brand. And I talk about a variety of things on there. I'm, I'm disciplined. I only talk about my certain topics. That's something that I teach as well as staying really focused on your fab for your content pillars. But I do share about several things. And so I had to make sure that I'm creating reels that make sense with my personal brand. So I, you know, I talk about, um, I talk about, well, I mean, obviously I talk about you know, my work sometimes. I'm not real work heavy on Instagram, but I do talk about my work. So that means you're going to hear me do, you're going to see me do some reels that might have to do with my work, like working on the podcast or working on social media for my clients or, or something like that. Or you might see me do reels, um, of course on my treadmill or on my spin bike, um, dancing, Um, and usually the deal with that is that one, it just like, I just like to do that (laughs) and, and it helps, um, raise awareness in my brand. But I also always include some sort of message that goes with my brand, right? So part of my brand is, um, inspiration and motivation, uh, through the fitness and dancing. So I always include those messages in there that pop up on the screen, uh, to make sure that content is on brand. And then, um, you know, so, so basically my, my point is that if you want to know what to make them about, you need to really go back to your foundation and go, okay, what's my fab for? Now, if you don't know what a fab for is, (laughs) um, maybe you need my guide. I, if you go to my website, you can get my free guide, how to create your personal brand. It's, um, it's on the join email link. So go to brittanycrossoncom slash join email and you'll get my, you can get my free guide, how to create your personal brand. And it talks about how to do this and how to choose your fab for your content pillars and how you should really know your story of your business, like kind of have it memorized. Like how did you get to where you are? Why did you start your business? All that. So you really need to be focused in on all of that information and what your, your whole overall brand is. And then that's what you put into the stories. And you can also, like if you've been posting on Instagram for a while and you have regular posts from a while back, like, you know, just like picture posts or infographics or old, old videos or something like that, that have never been reels before, you can make reels about those topics. Like it doesn't have to always be a brand new topic. You keep rotating your topics in as long as it's on brand and it makes sense. And people are going to be like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. (laughs) Like it's not going to be confusing to your audience. Then then you can just keep rotating the same topics. Take that old, take that old content and turn it into a reels video. Like if you did four tips for blah, blah, blah in an old post just, you know, six months ago, then make a reels video about it. It's totally cool to recycle um, those topics. 
Okay, I hope that this was helpful for you guys. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. I'm going to keep answering questions in next week's episode. I've got a lot more to answer coming up. But next is my chat with the awesome Jenny Melrose. So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Today's guest has helped hundreds of female entrepreneurs find the path for their business to help them create the lives that they wanted for themselves and their families. In her book, Influencer Entrepreneurs, she reveals how to identify what makes you unique and how to use it to attract your ideal audience. She uses her background as an educator as well as her insight as a business coach to help readers work through each step with practical tips and exercises. And she lives in North Carolina with her husband, two elementary aged daughters, and a crazy Australian Shepherd. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Jenny Melrose. Thank you so much for having me on, Brittany. I'm so excited to have this conversation. You're welcome. And thank you for taking the time to be on, on the show. And I'm sure you've heard it a million times. I didn't say it before we started recording because I'm I was saving it. But your last name, I mean, if you're if you're <laughs> it's amazing because anybody that knows me knows that I was like 90210 obsessed, Melrose Place obsessed. Now I've got the reality TV thing going. So it makes me happy to say your name. <laughs> it, I was very happy when I married because it changed it. And I love that last name. Yes. And it also shows our age because I'll say that to people when they ask me, what was your last name? I'm like, you know, Melrose Place. And I get this like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, okay, you're a millennial. Um, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, also it sounds really cool. I don't know. I like it. Jenny Melrose. It sounds good. Um, <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with you. I thank you so much for being here. I want you to um, tell the audience like in your own words, what you do. I mean, I read your intro, but I would love to hear it from you so everybody can really understand. Yes. No, of course. Um, I am a business and content strategist. So really what that means is I help female entrepreneurs understand how they can create content that drives organic traffic to their websites and to their products and services. Um, I started off my online journey in 2009 as a lifestyle blogger. I had a website called The Melrose Family where I created quick and easy recipes and projects um, for busy parents. And I was also a mom and a full-time teacher at the time. So I was pretty much insane because I asked my daughter was a newborn when I created the site. And I was able to actually replace my teaching income um, with my blogging income and retired at the age of 35 from teaching. We moved from New York down to North Carolina. And that's when I started coaching because I was getting asked to speak around the country about how did you do this? All the blogging conferences, I was traveling constantly. 
and realized I get to step back into my love of teaching and created my first course without an email list, without a website. (laughs) And it was just, that has been my journey of just really helping women understand how they can step into it and grow online without needing to spend thousands of dollars on Facebook ads or anywhere else. I love this so much because that, that, that's kind of, that's one of the things that I do. It's really more about organic, um, mm-hmm. content creation and growth and whatnot. And I, I don't specialize in ads. I tell all my clients, I'm like, look, we'll figure it out. And maybe we can hire someone together to help us do this, yeah. but I'm, that's not, you know, that's not my thing. So I, that's something you and I have in common. And I really like that because not everybody's going to spend thousands of dollars on ads or can, especially in the yeah. beginning. Absolutely. And it helps you really truly understand who your people are. Because a lot of people will try to step into ads and grow tremendously fast, but they don't know who they're marketing their content to. That's such when you have to do it. Yeah. When you have to do it organically, you have to attract them with your content and you have to know how to speak to them and how to get solve their problems. Otherwise you're not going to grow. Right. Oh my gosh. I'm so with you on this. I love this so much. Okay. Um, so speaking of your blogging um, experience and all that. I would love for you to share some about that. I want to talk about your book in a minute, but first, since we're already talking about it, kind of, can you speak to that for somebody out there? Cause I, I do have listeners that are bloggers. I have some people in my membership that are bloggers and I told you I dabbled in it a little. And I mean, I'm really more of like a writer. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that experience like you do of, of really making it, like you said, I mean, my gosh, it replaced your freaking income. That's awesome. So what, what would you say to people that are either just getting into it, just, just wanting to get started, or they haven't quite gotten a good groove yet with making money from that? Like, what are your top tips for, for making that happen? Yes. I think the first place you have to start is you have to know who your audience is and what they're coming to you for. Um, because if you can't do that, the brands aren't going to be interested and want to work with you anyways, because it's not about you. It's truly about your audience. So understanding who your people are, what the kind of content they're attracted to so that when you go to do something that is sponsored in partnership, in collaboration with a brand, that you have that kind of base of your people understanding, okay, I use certain products and services. You're probably already doing it naturally. As a food blogger, I did it constantly. I created recipes. I was always using the same tomato paste or the same garlic or whatever it might be. And I would always say like, this is the brand that I'm using. Well, then I realized, well, wait a second. I can reach out to those brands instead and get this paid for. Yeah, let's do it that way. Um, So I just kind of came up with a process of like how I would reach out to them, explain the size of my audience. And one of the things that people will always ask is how large do you have to be? And the great thing about it is as long as it's not your mom, your sister, and your best friend reading your blog, and that's it, you can start pitching. You don't need to have thousands of followers. Um, when I was able to replace my teaching salary, it was $75,000 at that time. Um, I never had 10,000 followers on Instagram. I never saw uh, 500,000 page views on my blog, but 
I knew my audience and I knew how to create a recipe that was going to showcase what that product was without being salesy. Because a lot of times we think of sponsored content and we think of like a used cars salesman that's like, but wait, and here's all the specs of this wonderful (laughs) vacuum and you don't want to know any of this information, but I'm going to tell you all of it. That's not what it is. It's supposed to be just an organic, like what you would ordinarily be talking about and be using. and influence them in the way that in which the next time they go to the grocery store, they're going to say, Oh, she had used that garlic salt and said it was amazing. I'm going to actually try that. Let me try that brand. That's what it's about. Like influencer marketing and sponsored content is truly not about making the sale right then and there. It's about the sale happening when they go to the grocery store or they go to Instacart and they're like, wait, what product, what brand did she say she used for that? And they end up buying it. That's so true. Thank you for saying that. Nobody has ever said that on this show. And I've never even, I've never said that out loud, but it's very true. And I've lived it. We've all lived it. It's not, I mean, it's, and that's, what's hard also though, as, as we can slide into influencer stuff also here in a sec, like as an influencer or somebody that's doing that kind of work, like, you know, I think at first people have the instant gratification of like, I'm going to tell you to go buy this. I'll go buy it right now. And mm-hmm. you're right. It doesn't work like that. And that's okay. As long as I think if you're prepared, right, you, you know what to expect. I think people's yeah. expectations might be off with that, but I've done it. I've done it like later on. I'm like, oh yeah, that girl was talking about the thing. <laughs> Where do I order it? You know, or whatever. Yes. Absolutely. So the way we got to think about it is it's just like a friend. A friend says to you, oh yeah. my goodness, I tried Stitch Fix. It's amazing. You have to go do this if you hate, I know you hate to shop, um, which is so me because I hate to shop. <laughs> but like, I'm going to try it because that friend recommended it. Well, a lot of your followers see you in that light. So if you recommend something, especially if they see you as like that person for creating a recipe or that person for style or that person for makeup, um, they are going to want to get whatever you're using. And it doesn't have to be that affiliate commission where it's like 2% or 4%, like sponsored content, you get paid a chunk of money to be able to do. And it's not about the sales. It's just about driving awareness and understanding what you're trying to do for that brand. I love that so much that, that feels, it's just a different, it's just a different path than what I think a lot of people try to do, especially like, um, not try to do, I mean, they do, but you know, like, especially what comes to mind, because I know a lot of, uh, people that I know, and also that, that listen, uh, we'll have a side business that's like in network marketing or, you know, like social selling, whatever the product is. And that can be, that's hard, right? Because it's like, you're trying to literally get all these, you know, individual sales and, you know, up the volume of it. But I love that, that, that you are just like, well, I'm going to charge you this. I'm going to create this thing. I'm going to put it out into the world. And then I'm going to move on with my life. (laughs) And they have, the great thing is the brand has that kind of collaboration with you where they can cross promote. They can have those assets to be able to tag you on Instagram with and show that that's a photo of using their product. Um, And you can also work it in where they buy the rights to those photos. So now it's on their website. One of my favorite stories to tell is of a um, garbage bag that came to me that 
had said the garbage bag didn't actually speak to me. It was the brand. It must sound like crazy. <laughs> okay, good, Jenny. Because I was like, yeah. hmm. oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but one of the garbage bag brands came to me and said, hey, listen, we want you to do this four day challenge. We want you to keep a garbage bag in your house for four days and then tell your audience how it smells so wonderful. And I'm like, okay, you realize that I do a lot of food and this is not going to sit well with my audience. You have to be authentic with your people. If I put out something like that, First of all, it's going to hurt. My audience isn't going to trust me anymore. And second of all, it's not going to hit your KPIs. Like it's not going to do anything for you. I said, so give me a day to like think about how I can make this work for my audience. And we'll then we'll talk about it. So I went back to them the next day and said, listen, I want to create a Caribbean fish taco recipe. And that's going to be my pinnable. That's going to be my Instagram post. And I'm going to tell a story though how my youngest daughter, who's a picky eater, did not finish her Caribbean fish tacos. And then we went away for a long four day weekend and came home and my house didn't smell like fish because of the wonderful garbage bags. Nice. And they fought me at first back and forth on it. Couldn't understand why I didn't want to like have a picture of a garbage bag as like the lead photo (laughs) and finally gave in. Well, they came back to me a year later and bought the rights to those photos. And now my Caribbean fish taco recipe lives on their site and they paid a nice chunk of money for it. (laughs) That is is amazing. I love that story. (laughs) It's very smart of you too. Um, What, how do you, now this is a whole different topic and we don't have to get super, super detailed, but just in general to point someone in the right direction when like, are there, like, do you offer something to help people know how much to charge because I, I, I know that's a one it's a big thing that because I I've had one other um blogger I told you about that was on my show a while back and she gave such great information people were like how do I know what to charge yeah and yeah. so we had how what did what what, how, what? <laughs> yeah no you're good um any of these questions I'm like an open book when it comes to it because I think that that's the those are the type of conversations we need to be having so that people understand um what they should charge and it is like the wild, wild west, because we know that social media changes quickly. I mean, look at Instagram reels. They weren't even around a year ago. Right. So when it comes to right now, brands are really looking to use Instagram. That is ideally what the platform they want you to promote on. Um, I think the percentage is like 75% of brands want Instagram. And in 2021, brands are spending, uh, I think it was $2.1 billion on influencer marketing because of what happened last year with COVID. So they understand that more people are on social media platforms. They're on TikTok, they're on Instagram, and that's what they're wanting to use. With Instagram, for every 10,000 followers you have, you can normally charge about $100 per 10,000 followers for a post to your feed, for a story, for whatever it is. So let's do the math. If we have someone that has 23,000 followers, then they can charge $230 for a static post to their feed for a picture. If they were to do a series of um, five stories, you can charge $230 per five stories. So you're doing, I mean, you're talking about $1,000 right there for five stories just on Instagram if you have 23,000 followers. Um, then when it comes to the blog, they again are going to want to know your page views, what kind of content are people going to. The blog is a little bit harder um, to come up with like those exact numbers. And it's the same thing with like TikTok, a newer platform. People are getting large sponsorships right now with TikTok though, for the amount of followers that they have. If you have a 1.2 million or something, you obviously can't 
can't quite charge. We're not clearly there with like a real, um, not algorithm, but like number base to use. Um, but it's similar to Instagram. Every 10,000 is what you're looking for. And if it's video, you're charging even more like Instagram reels. I would say if you had 23,000, you're charging about $500 for a fit for an Instagram reel. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that's going to be especially helpful because I think that people are like, what the hell? And honestly, they probably like a lot of things, as you know, don't charge as much as they could. Right. Especially at first. So you're always like, wait, maybe I should up my prices. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. That's, that's so cool. That's, and that's interesting. And that's a good point about it being video versus, um, versus an image. And that would make, I mean, that makes sense that you could get like basically twice as much money. Yes, because it's about the amount of time and energy and work that you put into it. One of the biggest things I hear from people is they'll say, well, someone reached out to me on Instagram. They want to send me product. I have 23,000 followers, but they want to send me a $10 item. What do I do? You don't just do the product. You write back to them and you say, in order to keep the integrity of my site to my readers and any previous brands I've worked with, I only work on compensated content. I'd love to send you a media kit and a proposal for your review. Um, Honestly, like that is how a lot of my collaborations happened. I had Neutrogena reach out to me. They wanted me to do something for free with posting a video to Facebook. And I said exactly that back to them and said, you know, this is really, it was for their sunscreen. I said, I have two daughters, one that's really fair and one that has olive skin. And I love your sunscreen. This is perfect. And I said, but I need to get paid in order to do this. Um, I didn't ask them what their budget was, which is another big mistake I see people doing, because if you ask them their budget, they're going to tell you it's $500. (laughs) They're not going to tell you, give you any room to put together a proposal. So saying that it just makes it so much easier for them to understand that you're a business owner. You're not doing this in exchange for a bag of granola. Right. I'm glad you said that too. I get offers for free stuff a lot and I'm like, but you know, Jenny, you're giving me all these ideas. I don't do any of this right now. Cause I, you know, it's, I'm doing a bunch of other things, but man, I'm like, gosh, <laughs> you're giving me ideas. Okay. So, um, thank you for all that. That's so very, very helpful. I truly appreciate it. So let's dive into your book. I want to hear about that. I'm, I'm just started writing my first full length book. So this is inspiring to me to, to listen to you, uh, talk about this. Congratulations on that. I know it came out, um, last year. And what is it about? And what, what inspired you to write it? Yes. So Influencer Entrepreneurs, it's also the name of my podcast. Um, it is this theory that I have that all entrepreneurs should be influencers for themselves. They should be able to promote themselves and talk about it. And I think as women, we have a tendency to shy away from that. We think that we're boasting when we talk about our businesses and how we've been successful or the things that we're good at. We struggle with that. So Influencer Entrepreneurs is a four-step framework that really teaches you how to build your business, grow an audience, and actually make money online doing it. And the four-part framework is... um, I'm all into acronyms. I was that geek who loved little acronyms to help me remember for studies, <laughs> but I had a, it's a pack framework is what I call it. And the P is positioning, A is authenticity, C is confidence, and K is kindness. Um, and when you combine those four, you're able to just run a truly successful business that is about solving a problem for your audience and not being sleazy and salesy. Right. I love that. Okay. So you said positioning, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Confidence, confidence, and kindness. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I swear we're like long lost sisters. I'm, to- I'm so aligned with this. I love this. Okay. Um, so what's, so what do you feel like with the book? Like after somebody reads it, how are like, are, do you feel like then they should be prepared to go forth and do A, B, and C? Like what's the, what's the end goal with that as a, as a reader, you know, what do you want them to get from that? Yes. So I want them to be inspired and to have the confidence to be able to step into what they were put on this earth to do. Um, I think we, as women in particular, we hide and we don't, we feel nervous to like get out there and say the things that we're good at and help those. And I think we shy away from sales often because we are so afraid of coming off salesy and sleazy. And when instead, if we just focus on the idea that if you don't help them solve their problem, you're actually being selfish because now those people whose problem you could have solved, you're not doing it. Um, And they still are having those issues and you're sitting on the solution to their problem. Uh, And I really, truly, by the end of the book, want women to be able to say, okay, yep, I'm doing this. I'm putting it out there. I'm going to continue to promote it. I'm going to just really, truly look at my business as a business and treat it that way. Um, I'm very much a teacher. There is a workbook that goes along with it that is free (laughs) because there's an exercise at the end of each of the sections. Um, So I really, truly like walk you through this whole process. And it is also meant to inspire. It tells you some of the stories, some of my beginnings and why I do what I do because I didn't have that women in my life that had their own business, that just was never an expectation. That wasn't something that you could do. It was, you became a teacher, you stayed a teacher, you died a teacher. That was the end of it. End of story. Um, and I fell in love with creating content and putting it out there and inspiring people and knowing that I can do that and be an example for my girls to see that there is no glass ceiling for me because I run my own business. That's what inspires me every day. That's, that's so amazing. I love that so much. Um, and you're, you're so right about the, um, that's such an important topic about the whole thing where a lot of people think that they're bragging on, especially like on social media. Cause that's the, that's the place that we all go and look every day. And I I've talked about that some too, because you're, but you're, but it takes time, right? I think it t- it's like a mindset thing. Um, for somebody to get there. And it's, it's so many people think that, oh, what if it looks like I'm bragging? Also, I'd like to point out is that people that don't work in the space and don't have an online presence, like, you know, your, you know, your aunt Mildred that doesn't get it or what, like they, they, they don't get it. They may never get it if that's not part of their world. And they think it's weird just like, we just need to move on from that. Right. Like, don't worry about that because there's going to be people that don't understand that well but there's a whole slew of people that do and that want your information online and they don't think you're bragging right no and I think when you do it authentically so you share the good and the bad (laughs) and the trials and the struggles and the things that you've gone there through to get to the point where you're at it doesn't come off as bragging it just comes off as that's who you are and that's your personality and when you're able to do that those who are meant to be attracted to you will be attracted 
it, and those who are meant to be repelled will be repelled. I am not meant for the bro marketing guy that is 25 that wants the Ferrari. I'm not going to talk to you about that kind of stuff. It's just not the right fit. Um, I also talk fast and I talk with my hands. So if you can't keep up, I'm not meant for you either. And that's okay. There's someone else out there that is, and I'm okay with that. Right. That's good to, that's good to say to a lot of people. I know like as a, I'm a, what I call myself a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people out there are, it is, I, you know, Hey, on one hand, if there's nothing wrong with wanting to be liked to a certain extent, like if that's part of your personality and you, and that's how you groove and that's how you work better is because you're, you know, surrounding yourself with people that like you and support you. But like you said, like, especially in the world of, of the internet, you're, there's no way a raisin to like you. And at first it feels bad, right? Like if somebody says something, we've all had like rude comments or whatever. And at first I remember the feeling was like, oh, oh my God, it's like somebody stabbed me. Um, and then I think after, over time you, you have that mindset shift, like you have now where you're like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not for everybody. Cause I think that's going to be exhausting, right? If you're trying to do th- everything for everybody. Yep. No, absolutely. And it's just that much easier to kind of just sit into who you are and what you're trying to do. Um, and knowing your values is honestly what makes it that much easier. If you understand what you're trying to put out into the world, when someone meets you in person and they're used to seeing your online presence and they can say to you, you're exactly the way that you sound. You're exactly the way I pictured you to be. Then you've done your job because that's what you want. You don't want people to meet two different people than what you see online and then what you see in person. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I love that. Um, what about somebody, what would you say, like some advice to somebody who is, um, you know, a little nervous about being more authentic online, which also doesn't mean by the way, everybody that you have to share, like how many times you went to the bathroom that day. It's not like that, but you know, like you said, you're being real. You're, sh- you're choosing what parts of you, your business, your life to share and being real with that. What would you say to somebody that's kind of nervous about it? That doesn't really know how to get started talking to their audience and, and being authentic. Yeah. So I, love using stories to do it because it just makes it so easy to do a quick five second, 10 second video or a quick photo of whatever's going on. But I think you have to decide where your boundaries are, what is allowed and what isn't allowed. And sometimes you really need to sit down and have that conversation with your family too. I have clients that don't want to share their kids on social media. They won't use their real names on social media. They don't want them involved. And then I have those that Their kids are a huge part of their brand and neither one is wrong. It's just about your boundaries and what you're willing and wanting to share. Um, For those that don't want to share their kids, then I think you got to talk a little bit about your struggles, your messy kitchen or your whirlwind of a house and not make it about the kids. Um, And when you do like to share all the things about your kids, what are they going to feel uncomfortable with as they get older? And you have to have those kind of discussions and have those kind of conversations with them to really, truly get on the same page with it. Um, Because I think there can be that like gray area. If you start to get a feeling like, I don't know if I really want to say this, don't. (laughs) Give it 24 (laughs) hours, see if you feel like saying it. Um, Especially, obviously, when it comes to any sort of politics, as we have seen this past year, you just want to have a chance chance to 
breathe and then think about what it is you want to put out there because you put something online, it will stay there forever. And I have seen so many people say stupid things where (laughs) they clearly didn't think about it. Um, And they probably made other people uncomfortable. Uh, So just really understanding like where your comfort level is and it'll build with time. You'll share more. There are things in the book that I never thought I would share. Um, And even writing it, I I think there's a sentence afterwards that I'm like, I can't believe I'm telling people this. Uh, But there are still things in my life that I haven't shared that are part of my story, but I'm not to the point where I'm comfortable sharing it yet. Right. And I think that's all of our journeys. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. I, I agree with you. I think you choose, you, you set your own boundaries and whatever you are going to share about though, you share about it and you be real and you have your vulnerable, vulnerable moments and all these things as a human, because people connect with humans. I, it's so funny. I, I can't believe how many times I say that, like, in, like just whatever it is, whether it's on the show, it's on clubhouse, it's on social media, humans want to connect with a human. So it's funny. Cause people will be like, how do you like this, this video I made or whatever, right? Like maybe they're, they are doing a recipe, like how you used to do and they're making food. And I'm like, how about you just have a flash of your face at the end where you like take a bite? Like, I don't know, just like something <laughs> because it's so true. Right. But isn't it funny how some people don't realize how impactful that, that human connection is online. It can make all the difference in the world. Yes. And it has become more and more about the personal brand. Yeah. I think in the past, probably two years when we've, because we've seen so much and had to deal with so much as just a population. Um, and it, we do, we don't, we, we've kind of lost human connection, seeing people in person, meeting like even you and I just got on and we're like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. This is how we meet people nowadays. <laughs> it truly is. And I think because of that, people want to see who is the person behind it. They want to truly understand, are you the person I want to put my money into? And you know, do your services, buy your products. We really want to have our values in line with where we spend our money now. Um, and I think that that's not a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. You get to know truly who people are. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think it's great. And I think it's great that you said that about boundaries, because if there's going to some, if you're out there listening and you're like, okay, I get it. I need to be more personal on my stuff, da, 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 but I don't really want to share too much. It's okay. You choose the things you have your boundaries, but make sure you show up in some sort of human form <laughs> and being, and being real. Um, you don't have to do it like other people do it. Right. And that's, that's a rule for life in general, but I, I, I'm sure you agree. Like we see so many things online and on social media and all these people that are influencers. And it seems like they're just doing all these grand things and everything's perfect. And they're showing like every single bit of their life. It seems like it, you know, and the truth is, is we, we don't know the whole truth of their life. We just know what they're sharing and we don't have to do it like them. Right. You do your own thing. Yes. There's boundaries that I have. I know I will never sing um, on social <laughs> media or in public in front of anyone, but my children. Um, that's where my boundaries are and that's okay. There's I don't have a boundary. <laughs> I do think though, that something to keep in mind when it comes to boundaries is that if you are only putting out the perfect, the Instagram perfect, you're going to turn people off. I know that there are people that I have unfollowed. I have blocked because they trigger me because I know that they're full of crap because I know them in person. And I know that their kitchen isn't that clean and their kids are not that well-behaved. No, (laughs) don't make me try to feel bad about myself. Um, 
So I think that there's a line, like, yes, you need to have your boundaries, but you also need to like, keep in mind, are you triggering people? Because all you're seeing is the picture perfect. Right. Right. I love it. I love that so much. This has all been so good. I think it's going to be I know it's going to be really helpful to everybody that listens to this show, everything that you talked about. I appreciate all the specific stuff, but I want to know though, before we're done, how can everybody, well, first of all, how can they get your book? Um, and how can they just learn more about you? Like if they want to work with you, I know you have some, you know, you have services and stuff like that there. You could probably help a lot of people listening right now. Yes. No, absolutely. Um, so my book and the free workbook is on jennymelrose.com forward slash book. Really simple. Um, and then the, honestly, the best spot is Instagram. Just send me a DM at Jenny underscore Melrose. Ask me any questions that you have. Um, I have all sorts of guides and courses and all the things, but just come to me so that I can have a better understanding and help you where you're at. My big thing is I don't want to shove a, you know, the top tier product down your throat. I want to see where you're at and see how I can possibly help. So ask questions. I'm happy to chat and just kind of see where you are and what you need help with. Thank you. That's wonderful. That's, that's awesome. Okay. You guys go find Jenny on Instagram. You said Jenny underscore underscore Melrose, which we will also have in the show notes and on our posts on social media and all of it. We'll tag her everywhere and go to jennymelrose.com slash book mm-hmm. to get influencer entrepreneurs in your show, how to, your podcast, which I'm going to be on your show. So this is exciting. So it's called influencer entrepreneurs. Yeah. This. Yeah. Okay. Right on all of your podcasting apps. And we have, um, I think you are actually going to be episode 228. So there's a lot of content. I've been podcasting for over four years. Oh, wow. Okay, good. All right. You guys go check out Jenny's show. Go check out all the things. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being on my show. I really appreciate you. And I really value your time and everything that you shared. It's going to be so helpful. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brittany. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.